This morning, if you got your Bibles and you want to read with us this morning, uh, in Matthew chapter 6 in just a moment, but I want to begin reading in Psalm chapter 37, and I want to skip down to the fourth verse. When I say set your priorities or to keep your priorities, listen to what the psalmist teaches. Delight thyself also in the Lord. Listen to what he said. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Listen to the fifth verse. Set your priorities. Keep your priorities. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. This morning, I want you to really look at what we're talking about in that fifth verse. It means that we need to get our priorities focused and set on God. I don't know about you, and I'm not here to, to cast stones, or I'm not here to, to try to imply to anybody that, that, that you've got your priorities wrong, but I hope you will agree with me when I say this. Be careful because it is easy to get your priorities out of order. And the reason I say that because we live in a time like no other that so many things go before you. Whether it's a billboard going down the road. Heaven forbid if we talk about our phones or our televisions. But the truth is today, let's just acknowledge the fact it's easy for so many things to get waved in front of us, a society to tell us what's important. And by the way, might I inject this right here? That just because our, our economy or our culture or just because our communities say that something is important, that is irrelevant. It's what God's Word said is important. So we want that to be the most important thing. For listen to what the psalmist said. Commit thy way unto the Lord. So many people today in the times in which we live is that people want mere religion, but they want religion that fits their needs and their desires and their ways. If you mark the book of Matthew chapter 6, let's turn and read a verse. You may already know this one by now. And skip down to the next to the last verse. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. When I say set your priorities or keep your priorities, I hope that you all will agree with me when I say there's no greater words, and I say no greater words, some of the greatest words that Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God in His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Folks, we forget that religion and our relationship with God is not automatic. Ponder that for just a minute. Your relationship with God is not automatic. You're not automatically going to get saved. I am a firm believer that lost people have to seek Him. I did. I don't know what you did. But I had to seek after Him. And I'll tell you this. I sought after Him with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Listen to what Jesus said. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. What are your desires? What do you pursue? This is where I get into our, our uh, I call it the advertisement of the world. They wave so many things in front of you to make you desire those things. Today, folks, let me ask you this. Do you desire anything any greater than a spiritual relationship with God? 
If so, may our priorities be set in the right order or may they be kept in the right order. For those that are here this morning that, that are in the house of God, very easily is it easy for us to say, my priorities are right. But listen to what Jesus said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Now, does that mean that we have reached that place in our life? Absolutely not. If I want to read your scripture, you don't have to turn over there. Paul said in, in the book of Philippians chapter 3 and in verse 12, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that if I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended for Christ Jesus. So what Paul is saying is we are not a perfect people. We are striving to please and to do the things God would have us to do. Folks, I had rather fail following in the, in the path of God than I would to be able to run down the path that the devil would have me to go. When we say this morning about our priorities or what's important to us, what is important? Jesus teaches us, seek ye first the kingdom of God. So many things today are trying to get our attention and our energy and our efforts and our monies and our, our desires and all these things are happening in our life. But you want to, Jesus is teaching us, he said, you must seek. The word seek, I, I really kind of get hung up on words sometimes. Sometimes we, we think that doing the will of God is just something we passively do. But you know, when you really study the word Greek, the Greek word out and the word seek, it really means to do something diligently. Folks, if you want a relationship with God, you've got to want a relationship with God. We think that just because we come into church that we're going to be saved. You all know the answer to that. You don't just get saved by going to church. You get saved by seeking. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. You see, these things happen because of what we do on our end. Sometimes we think that all we have to do is flip the switch or turn the key, unlock the doors, come into the church house, and it just happens, folks. It's about the condition of your heart. Amen. has nothing to do with where we are. It has nothing to do with about the people that are sitting around us. has nothing to do with the weather. has nothing to do with our jobs. It all means what's the condition of our heart. Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. When he talks about seeking... You have to seek to do the right thing. I have this conversation a lot of times with, with, with so many people. Evil does not have to be sought after. Let me ask you this. How many of you have to go looking for temptation? I can answer that for you. You don't have to go very far. It's lurking on every corner, everywhere you go, everywhere you turn, everything you see, everything you read, everything that you hear, there is evil that's all around us. But I pray today that we as God's people would take the evil temptations of the life, set those things aside, and seek after the righteousness of God. Folks, if you seek, you will find. So when we talk about setting our priorities, sometimes people don't want to know what their priorities are. They don't care that their priorities may be. Folks, it's important for you and for me to listen to what Jesus said. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. May I go ahead and say this? It's not that God is not telling us other things in life are not important. They are not more important. Can you name me anything more important than your soul? 
I'm a believer in the education system. I'm, 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 I, that's just what I, I do in my life. I believe in the education system. But you know what I've learned about that? You can teach a mind. You can educate a mind. You can give them guidance in their life. But that's only good for the duration of their life. Folks, their soul is eternal. So all the things in the life that are important, and that's what I want to do not want to mislead. They are important. They are things that, that are of necessity. But folks, you all, and I pray that we all have in, in, in unison this morning the belief and the understanding there is nothing more important than having our souls right with God. And Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Don't really have time for our own, but we have to, to seek after the righteousness of God. The psalmist David teaches us. I'm going to turn back for just a minute to the 61st Psalm, 63rd Psalm, excuse me, in the first verse of the 63rd Psalm. Listen to what David says O oh God, thou art my God. Listen to what he says. Early will I seek thee. If you'll get this idea in your, your, your picture in your mind, the psalmist is saying, when I wake up, I need God to be a part of my life. Folks, if we get our priorities right, I believe that as soon as our pillow raises our head off of the pillow and our feet hit the floor, we need to say, God, be a part of this day. So often do we kind of coast through our life, and I shouldn't say you, I should say we. People that have their priorities right, they have to keep them right. For people, I have to set my priorities right, or I have to get them in the right place. But for me, it's like we coast through our day, something goes wrong, we're like, well, God, here we need a spare tire. God, now that things are wrong, I'll reach for you, folks. I hope you will agree with me again when I say this, folks. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether the sun's shining or the clouds are in the sky, we need God every single morning. Can I ask you a very personal question? Can you have a bad day with God? They're not the best in the world, but I'll tell you this. It is far different to face a hard day without God than it is to face a hard day with God. God always, I'm not saying that God makes days better, but folks, God makes things bearable and understanding. Listen to what the psalmist said. He talks about early will I seek you very important that the first thing in the morning he said I'm going to seek you he said for my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and a thirsty land God I'm about to bark on a journey where people that don't want to acknowledge you or don't want to hear about you folks if that does not fit the times we live in I don't know what does there's a time that people, we're in, a, we're in a dry and thirsty land. We're in times where there's a famine, not for food or all these other things, but you know what the famine's for? Word of God. There's a famine for the Word of God. The people, they want to hear the Word of God. They want you to stand up and they want you to tickle their ears and say the things that make them feel good. God loves you. I agree with that. People want to hear the things. You, you know, God wants you to go to heaven. I agree with that. But we also need to understand we are sinful people that if we do not repent, we will perish in a place called hell. But the feel-good world doesn't want to hear about hell or our sinfulness and how we have to seek after God. Let's just decide to do good. Folks, I'll tell you this. Your mind and your heart are two different things. May our hearts be sincerely seeking after God that our hearts would have our priorities where it needs to be where the psalmist said, Oh Lord, Thou art my God early. He said, 
My soul longeth for thee, and my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and a thirsty land. He says, for there is no water. He wakes up early in the morning. Listen to the second verse. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen there is in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Notice what the psalmist is talking about. He said, I have a desire to wake up. He said, I thirst for God. I hunger for God. Did you read what we said to you in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 6 and the 33rd verse where Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness? Remember in the very beginning when we read to you there in the book of Psalms where it talks about to make a commitment. Here, listen to what the psalmist is saying, that that we must believe in what we're doing and what we're committing to. Let me ask you this. How do we please God? Hebrews chapter 11 and the fifth verse will tell you this. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5 and even in verse 6 says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before the translation... He had this testimony that he pleased God. Enoch pleased God. If you ever want to go back and read about Enoch, and you want to go back and read about in the book of Genesis, do you know what the early book of Genesis talks about in the days of Noah, why God destroyed the earth? Because evil was in the heart of man continually. Enoch lived during some evil times. But yet Enoch still pleased God. You and I, we always want to reach in our pocket for this crutch. Just living in different times. Folks, sin has been here ever since the Garden of Eden. We, don't, don't deceive yourself this morning by thinking that we're living in different times. The battle is good versus evil. When we set our priorities straight, we can't just pull out the crutch and say, well, we just live in different times. It's almost like it's excusable, folks. Just because society becomes acceptance of something doesn't mean that God's Word does. And when you compare the two, I hope and pray there's no argument about this. God's Word will always become the most priority in our life. God's Word is what's important. When we set our priorities or we keep our priorities, listen to what he said. He said, but without faith, he said, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How did Enoch please God? The Bible says he walked with him. You know what? I wonder how often do we walk with God? The Bible also teaches us, you know, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Can I I ponder that for just a second? How can two walk together except they be agreed? You know, the Bible teaches us that God cannot, He will not change. If we and God are not walking together, do we expect God to change or... Where does the change happen? On our end. Folks, I believe with all of my heart that sometimes in our life we have to lay aside our own wishes and desires. One of the greatest, I don't want to say disturbances I have, but probably one of the greatest phrases I hear today that causes me to cringe is when people say, just feel free and just be who you are. Just be yourself. Be natural. That's what our society is is rearing children just to be who they naturally are. Can I ask you a very simple question? Who are we naturally? We're sinners. 
We are a sinful nature people. It's not that we're bad people. We are born. The Bible says that we are conceived in sin. But yet we tell ourselves to be natural, just to be who you are. Folks, today, I hope you will believe with me and follow with me when I say like the psalmist said, like what Jesus is saying, that we must commit or we must seek after the first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That is what we're reading about here is that it's important that we seek after God in His righteousness. Isaiah says in the uh, 55th chapter and the 6th verse, he said, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. We see that it's important today that, uh, that, that we might seek after him at a time that's important. Jeremiah tells us in the 29th chapter 13th verse, And you will seek me and find me and we, when you search for me with all your heart. Today, folks, I believe that if we're going to get our priorities set or we're going to straighten our priorities or, or rearrange our priorities, however you want to look at it, I believe we have to realize at the very top of the list, and there is no 1A and 1B, folks, the number one thing in our life is to seek after Him. That's the most important thing in our life, but, but we grab so many things in the world, dangle so many things and wishes and desires. All these things are, are dangled in front of us that we might think these are things that we want. But you know, these are the things of the flesh. And listen to what Christ is teaching us. He says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. When we have faith, as Enoch had faith in God, what does it mean to have faith? It just means you must depend on God to supply the things that you need in your life. Can I say that one more time? Faith is nothing more. I don't want to say nothing more. But faith simply is you depending on God, me depending on God, us depending on God for the things we need in our life. Now may I put an emphasis on needs versus wants. Our flesh always wants more. I see our society and the games and all these things that people want and you can see greed is something that nobody has to be taught. Greed is something we always want more of. Folks, I'll tell you this, when God saved my soul, I didn't want anything else. I was humbled by God. I was saved by His grace. And I realized, folks, that's as good as it gets in this life. That's as good as it gets. God saved my soul. That's all I knew. God has blessed me. He's given me a home. He's given me a family. He's given me so much in my life. And I'm blessed for that. But I know this. God has always provided my needs. But many of us in our back pocket have a wants list that we kind of want to erase the word want and put a line through it and say need and say, God, this is what I need in life. Folks, you don't even know your needs, but God does. The Bible teaches us that He knows our needs. He knows our needs better than we know our needs. And sometimes He's, he's reminding us we do not need these things. And that's why when Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. He said that's where you begin to please God. You can read the entire 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews. Those are not people that, I call that the Faith Hall of Fame. These are not people that get into such a book with such powerful people. But these were not people that, that had faith. Their actions were not something they did the day they were born. It's something they worked up to. And what my point is this, is that folks, sometimes as our life goes on, we have to strive more and more each day to try to please God, to get our priorities in order. And we see here that Enoch that reminds us that it is possible for us, that it, by all means, it is possible for us to walk with God. And that's why in these scriptures I'm reading to you, let me turn back to Matthew for just a minute. 
Jesus is teaching us in the 6th chapter of Matthew. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Who gives us the order of our priorities? Can I tell you something I, I, I believe in? This is a very simple statement. God never asked human beings what they want to make a high priority. God set that priority. And you know what the most highest priority for God is? The soul of a man. Now, there's things we may be able to do for ourselves, but folks, may we all agree this. There's some things we cannot do, and redeeming a soul that is lost and in sin is not within any of our powers. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what Jesus said. But seek ye first. All these things are calling. All these things are waving in front of us. All these things are there. They're distractions and they're things that begin to, to pull us away. And Jesus said, but seek ye first. He said, the kingdom of God. You remember what Jesus teaches us in Mark in the 8th chapter? What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Folks, in all the things that we can seek after, God needs to be the first thing that we seek after. Do we seek after God? Do we rise up early in the morning as the psalmist said? I wake up in the morning. God, I'm not waking up and I'm not going to get right here beside of my bed and say, thank you, I hope you have a good day and we leave each other. Me and my wife, we leave each other in the mornings. But you know what I love about God? I don't have to tell him bye, see you at lunch, see you tonight or even see you tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Okay, God, here we go. You know, sometimes we want to say, God, okay, this is going to be a good day, folks. It is impossible for us to even walk without Him holding our hand. It's impossible. We need God. And that's a very simple understanding we can come to this morning is we need God. And Jesus is teaching us. He said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. All these other things that He talks about, if you want to go back to the... uh, Back up to the uh, 32nd verse. Look what he says. For after all these things. Back up 31st verse, sorry. Therefore take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? I'm not going to ask you if you've made lunch plans or supper plans today or tomorrow. That's probably the number one conversation we have. Usually at one table we're planning the next one. He said, don't worry about it. He said, don't even think about what you're going to drink. Or what shall ye be clothed? He's not implying that food, clothing, and drink is not important. Again, please don't miss the message. The message is, it is not more important than your soul. He says, what shall you do? What shall you have? He says, for all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all of these things. Today, he's, put, he's trying to say, get your priorities together. Make these things be important. And when we do, God said, I will provide what you need. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. John chapter 6. Let me turn over and read you a verse. John chapter 6 and verse 27 says this. Labor not for the meat which perisheth. In other words, our priorities. We work for something that's going to be taken away from us. We work for something that's going to perish or it's going to diminish. He said, work not. This is John 6 and 27. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. 
which the Son of Man shall give unto you. In other words, what you need in life is not what you have. What you need in life is what I can give you. Can I say that one more time? What we need in life is not what we have. It's what God is able to give us. Folks, salvation is not something that we can just drum up or just create, folks. It is gift that comes from God. And this is what he said. He said, uh, for he said, the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. I love the word sealed. You know, when, when the Bible talks about that we are sealed on the day of redemption, do you know what that means to be sealed? Sealed a lot of times just means an approval on it. It just means this meets the criteria, folks. You need something that has been approved by God. Can I tell you what God has approved? And the, and the Bible talks about many things. But folks, God approved the work of Jesus on the cross. God approved it. For so many people that are going through this life that, that just merely try to, uh, to practice religion or they have a mouth profession or, 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 or a carnal knowledge, I want you to know something today. It's not about those things. It's about having the experience in your life that God has approved. There was a night... Spring night, many years ago, God did a work in my heart. The Holy Spirit did a work in my heart that was approved by God. It was approved by God. And if you are here this morning and God has not approved what's happened in your heart, I pray that this is the hour that you might have that experience. But listen to what John said. He said, John 6 and 27, for he said, what God gives you, he says, for him hath God the Father Sealed. No, I want you to see today is that uh, the, the, the meat or the food that he said. He said, he, he says, you don't need to labor for those things that, that, that are no good. He said, labor just means you don't need to put a great deal of effort into those things. He said, you need to realize there's things that God can provide. Your, your needs that are there. For everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give you, for him hath God the Father Sealed. It's important that we realize is that God's able to give it to us and provide for us. For him hath God the Father sealed. It's important for you and for me and as mankind today to realize it's important to have something that is real, genuine, and authentic. I want to tell you something. I, this is a confession. I, I hope this don't sound bad. But I used to think those people were crazy before I got saved. Them preachers used to get all excited and those people were crying and they would shout all over the place and they would do all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, aren't you all ready to go home? What I realized after I got saved was they had something real, pure, and genuine in them. Today, do you have something real, pure, and genuine? And that has nothing to do with how long a person talks, how loud they talk, how soft they talk, how big a word or small a word. It just simply means is it real and genuine is it's something you can feel. You know, the world can put all kinds of ideas in your mind and kind of create this 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 figment of your imagination if you will but the truth is is that what about your heart and in your soul listen to what jesus said seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness he said and all these things shall be added unto you how often in our life how frequently do you and me can we be a testimony and be a witness to others if you do what God wants you to do, He'll take care of you. Does anybody have a testimony that God's provided your needs in your life? 
But the next question is going to be, how many people have you told what God's done for you in your life? Folks, if God has provided and God has given us all these things. Today, folks, I don't, have to, I don't have to stumble around my words. I don't have to hesitate. I don't have to kind of pause and look it up. I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt today, God has been good to me. God has provided. When we talk about seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, do you believe God provides? What's your belief? I want to turn back to the book of Genesis, and I'm going to close here in just a second. Turn back to the book of Genesis. To the 24th chapter of the book of Genesis for just a minute. Book of Genesis chapter 24. We're going to see in these few verses that there was going to be a bride that was going to be chosen for Isaac. But how are these things going to happen? You know, the world calls it, you were lucky or you're just fortunate. By the way, can I tell you something? I don't believe in coincidence or luck. I hope that doesn't offend you. But I believe in the divine hand of God. I believe that God just, everything happens for a reason. You know, there's a reason for all these things. Listen to what happened when there was a, a bride was about to be chosen or was to be chosen um, for for Isaac, listen to what happens in the 24th chapter and the, skip down to the 27th verse. The servant of Abraham, gone several hundred miles north here up to Haran to find a wife for Isaac. He says, I being in the way. Now, we may talk about this in just a second. It's not that the servant was saying he was making a mistake. He's saying, when I was where God wanted to be, when I being in the way the way. Listen to what happened. He said, I being in the way. He said, doing the right thing where I was supposed to be. Listen to what happens. The Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. There was a bride, Rebecca, that God said, this is who my this is whom my son Abraham said, my son Isaac is going to wed, but I'm going to send you to find a bride for my son. And as this servant began to go, it says, I being in the way, listen to what he said, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Can I say that a little bit different and ask you a question? Do you believe in the leadership of the Lord? The Lord led me. Do not believe in luck. Do not practice and believe in a coincidence. Believe that if you're doing the will of God, He puts before you exactly what you need. And He said, The Lord led me to my master's house. So all of a sudden He comes to this, this place or this well and He comes in contact with the Isaac's future bride that's going to be. And all of a sudden the Lord led me to my master's house. Doesn't seem like a whole lot, but it just simply means about being obedient. Folks, if we get our priorities right, we do the right things, we try to, to accomplish what God's will is in our life, and we realize what Jesus is teaching us in Matthew there, chapter 6, if we realize and understand what's happening here in the book of uh, Genesis, chapter 37, where we must commit ourselves. 
If we do these things, I'm a believer in the fact that God will add to or God will bless us with these things in our life. For seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So go back to those couple of verses before. In Matthew chapter 6, He's talking about He said, I'm going to provide what you need, but you just got to do my will. So here this morning... I want you to know that when I left the house this morning, I didn't have a clue who was going to be here. But I do know this. This is something that I need. The fact is, not to keep my priorities, but for me, I need to set my priorities. God bless you this morning is my prayer.